Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for being here with me. This is introduction four of five for our Tehillim themes. The title is David's Inner Humility. You know, one of the most fascinating aspects of David's life was Evan Masu Abonim Haisa the Rosh Pina. The forsaken stone became the head of the building. This is a Pasuk in Tehillim 118. It's also a famous Gemara in Psachim 119a. In the coronation of David, a most interesting phenomenon occurred. The great prophet Shmuel was sent to anoint a new king. This is in Shmuel Aleph, chapter 16. And Hashem told him to go to base Alachmi and anoint the son of Yishai without specifying which one. Shmuel was unable to get the information from Hashem regarding which of Yishai's seven children would be the king. He had to go through each one of them one at a time and have Hashem tell him, no, this is not the one that I chose. Chazal in the Medrash HaGad Esparatius 70 say that this was a punishment for an arrogant comment that Shmuel had made at the beginning of his meeting with Shul many years back when he introduced himself and said, I am the great prophet Shmuel, which is in Shmuel Aleph 119. At this time, now he was humbled and had to admit that his power came solely from Hashem. Obviously, as we say many times, Altigu bin Vi'ai, Altigu bin Altareu, the Ben Yoyada, the who is a Ben Yoyada, or Yosef Hayim of Baghdad, says that we should never think that we are friends with with the prophets, uh, based on the Zohar. Um, that's Uvin Vi'ai with my prophets, Altareu, don't think you're their friend. So obviously, this Chazal has to be taken with a grain of salt. Chazal are, had a Mesorah to criticize. Um, Shul, uh, to criticize, I'm sorry, uh, Shmuel HaNabi for, for this action, and that's the Masorah they had. And we have to understand that he was obviously a great man, and on his level there was a sin. So now, at this time, now he had to humble himself and admit that his power came solely from Hashem. What needs to be understood is why was it that Shmuel was specifically corrected for this comment at a time that he was trying to anoint a king um, for something that was made, you know, at, at a previous time. So I believe that there's something very fascinating being said here. Shmuel saw the tall and handsome oldest son of Yishai, named Aliyav, and he figured that he must be the chosen one, right? We all know the presidents are always very tall. Hashem told Shmuel in that same verse 7, He is not the one. Don't just look at his height and haughty posture. He has been rejected from being crowned. Whereas humans only see the external, I, Hashem, judge him from the inside. Chazal and Pesachim 66b and the Sifri and Devarim 17 say a very harsh thing, that really Aliyah was destined to be the king, in fact. But because of his anger issue, and you could see there's a Pesach in Shmuel Aleph 17.28 where it explicitly states this, and his haughty demeanor, he therefore lost it and was rejected. So again, this needs to be understood. What's going on? Okay, so meanwhile, one by one, each one of Yishai's sons was rejected until Shmuel said, do, you have, do any other sons exist? Yishai finally replied in despair, well, yeah, there is one more young lad who's shepherding the sheep, meaning that I can't imagine it's him. But as soon as David was called and he was seen by Shmuel, Hashem told him, anoint him. He is the one. Very, very fascinating story. David had been the rejected son of Yishai. Yishai came from Rus, the Moabite, who had married Boaz. There was a big dispute as to whether a Moabite woman could even convert. Although it was later unequivocally proven that she was a completely valid convert, at the time it was a raging controversy. Recognizing this, Yishai separated from his wife and did not wish to create more questionable children. His wife knew that he was mistaken, and she dressed up as another concubine wife of Yishai. Remember, this is the holy Yishai who never did a sin in his life, and lived with Yishai. When Yishai's wife was discovered to be pregnant, she was suspected of adultery, looked down upon, and questioned, even though she was really pregnant from her own husband. David was born from this incident and entered the world in a most rejected way. And that's why he says, Muzar Hayisi I was looked at strangely for my family as if I was a mamzer. 
he was seen as an illegitimate child, coming from a Moabite descent and looked down upon by his brothers. He was not accepted in the community, and instead spent his days in the field, tending to the sheep and turning towards Hashem, the only one who knew the truth about him, and whom he could pour out his heart and soul and grow closer to. I just want to point out that Shimon Russell, in his brilliant new book, actually asked this question, which always bothered me as well, which is, how did this not destroy David? So some people like to try to say that he connected to Hashem, which is all true. But there's actually a medrash that he quotes, which is phenomenal, which is that David's righteous mother would always whisper in his ears, don't worry, you're, you're not an illegitimate child, you're a good child, you're a beloved child, and everything's going to be okay. And that's amazing that a mother has that power. When David was anointed, all of the questions were answered, and he was finally accepted. He went from being the rejected stone to the primary cornerstone in one moment. This was a great day of joy. David's life experiences were painful, but they taught him true humility and trust in Hashem. They gave him the most vital and precious skill in life. They gave him what it took to be the king of the Jewish nation. Shmuel was taught a lesson as well about arrogance, specifically when trying to anoint the new king in order to show that when it comes to a Jewish kingship, there is absolutely no room for arrogance. That's why Aliyah was rejected, the person who would bring the nation closer to Hashem and could not have a could not have a trace of arrogance. This was the same reason that Aliyah was rejected as his minor imperfection of arrogance. Obviously, he was a great man as well, but nonetheless, it was unacceptable, an unacceptable flaw for royalty. David shows us through his beautiful tale how to open our hearts and purify our souls to long for and get closer to Hashem through heartfelt prayer and true humility. When we say to Hillam, let's connect with that beauty and majesty of David and become the most humble people that we could be in front of Hashem.